0: It's Evie here. Welcome to EML Radio, where we are always talking truth. All of those things you need to hear that nobody else is willing to say. Hello, truth seekers. Today's episode of EML Radio is sponsored by Strong Start. Strong Start is a new 90-day program designed to give you the opportunity through a structured program to start living your most fulfilling life. When it comes to eating, moving, and living, there are three critical things to develop in order for you to have lasting success. And those are self-discipline, knowledge, and accountability. So after devoting over a decade of my life to coaching and nutrition and fitness and mindset, I found myself losing accountability and self-discipline. Now I know exactly what it takes to create a fit body and a mind and a spirit to live to my highest potential, but over the last year, I felt myself just slipping, which is why I decided to develop the Strong Start program. Strong Start gives you absolutely everything you need to bring order back to your life especially in a time of great chaos like we're in right now. It's designed over a 90-day period with three 30-day phases. So phase one is designed for you to really hone in on developing self-discipline. And then phase two allows you to start using that newfound discipline to incorporate more choices into your eating and into your movement. And then phase three, man, that gives you the runway that you need To put all the new found discipline and knowledge into place so you can sustain this progress for the rest of your life. So, Strong Start works by providing you a complete program guide with exercises for absolutely every fitness level so that you know that what you're actually doing is going to produce the greatest results. And it keeps you moving in a way that is safe and that's functional for your lifestyle. It also gives you the mindset exercises to ensure that you're shifting your mind into seeking the most from yourself every single day. Because all of the exercises and all of the nutrition advice in the world won't help unless you work on building that mental toughness first. It also provides you a hardbound mindset and accountability journal so that you are writing down and tracking your progress every single day for those 90 days. And then lastly, the Strong Start Nutrition Guide uses my Colors Not Calories method in order to teach you how to eat so that you will never have to go on a diet again. Listen, Strong Start is changing my life and it is changing the lives of countless others. And it will undoubtedly change yours too. So head on over to evfats.com and learn more about Strong Start. Just remember, it is never too late to seek out and create a better you, but you just have to start. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of EML Radio. Today is a follow-up show on an episode that I did a while back that was called Protein First. In that episode, I laid out for you the cardinal rule of nutrition, which is this. Make sure that you're having protein at every single meal and every single snack throughout the day. And then most importantly, making sure that you have protein first thing in the first meal that you eat each day. So if you haven't yet, be sure to go back and listen to that episode before you listen to this one, because today's show is just kind of a part two to that episode. In response to questions that I got from all of you. So I had a lot of people reaching out to me asking me like, okay, Evie, I get the importance of having protein first and having protein as a staple in my diet, but what are good sources of protein? And this is just a great topic, guys, and I'm happy to follow it up because... Unfortunately, the quote-unquote food industry sells so much bullshit in terms of what are good sources of protein. So I'm going to make it super simple for you. Protein at its optimal form is something that you either catch or kill. That's it. It's not something that is grown. (laughs) Now, I know for a lot of you vegetarians, you're going to be like, well, that's just really not true. Well, The deal is, it is true, and I'm going to give you some examples of products and packaged foods and things like quinoa or beans that are grown, that are sold as a high-level source of protein, when in actuality, they are extremely inflammatory to your gut, and then worse off, they are more of a carbohydrate than they are a protein. So let's just start there with some of the things that the food industry is selling you that are really false and very suboptimal forms of protein. Here are the top ones. Beans. Beans, especially black beans, are sold on the can. It'll actually say great source of protein and fiber. Okay, so let's just start there. Remember that the front of a package... On any food, or let's not even really call them food, as a product hey, that is sold on the grocery store shelves, the front of that package is designed to sell you. Those food manufacturers and the people putting those food products in a can or in a package do not have your nutritional welfare at heart. All they are simply doing is putting things that they know consumers will buy into. And consumers, when they're always looking for, we all hear now like protein is essential. Well, food manufacturers know, let's put high source of protein or high levels of protein on the front of the package because that is what consumers will buy. So the bottom line is you as consumers have to outsmart them. Instead of just looking at the front of a package, what you need to be doing is turning that package around and reading the nutrition label. So let's just take beans for instance. I went and bought a can of beans so that I could record this. And I really wanted to make sure that I got the nutritional information right. So in a half a cup of black beans out of a can, when I use black beans because like almost everybody eats those. And I know that most vegetarians really consume those in high amounts. Okay. So in a half of a cup of black beans, you get seven grams of protein and 21 grams of carbohydrate. (laughs) So let's just get this straight. Beans are so-called a good source of protein, but yet they have three times the amount of carbohydrate in them as they do protein. That doesn't make any sense, guys. So here's something that's gonna be able to help you out. You wanna make sure that when you're looking at what's in a food, that you're not really counting it as protein unless protein is its primary macronutrient. So real quick review, protein, carbohydrate, and fat are your three primary macronutrients. And when carbohydrates are three times the amount of protein, protein is not the primary macronutrient there. So the reason that matters too is because for most people in this country, you are consuming way, way, way too many carbohydrates. Think about that. 21 grams of carbs in a half of a cup. Now, for most of you listening, unless you're like a high-level athlete or, you know, perform in different or partake in different long-distance sports or high-intensity, I'm talking like high-intensity training, not just one hit class per week, but I'm talking like athletic level of performing, or you're involved in things like Ironman or marathons or CrossFit, things that are really high-intense and really deplete your muscle glycogen, for most of you, that's not you. And- Those of you who are not performing at that kind of level or in those kind of endurance sports, around 50 grams of carbohydrates per day is probably about what you need. Definitely no more than 100. So in a half a cup of beans, you're going to consume 21 grams of carbs and only get 7 grams of protein? It doesn't make any sense. And from a weight loss standpoint, that'll never work because you're getting a lot of calories from a carb when you could just be getting a good solid protein source if you went to a animal source of protein. Now, if you're saying to yourself, well, yeah, but like either ethically or for other reasons, I don't consume any meat. Well, I got to tell you, I'm probably not the nutrition expert for you because I'm just going to tell you that you're going to have a really hard time getting high quality sources of protein without it coming from an animal. Again, you got to be able to kill it or catch it in order for it to be the highest quality protein. It just is what it is. And I'm not going to go into great detail today about the inflammatory nature of beans, but I will leave it at this. Beans contain lectins, which are anti-nutrients that cause a ton of gut disruption. They're anti-nutrients, so they also inhibit the absorption of other nutrients from your gut. And so beans overall are just a very poor, poor source of protein. Another big one is quinoa. So lots of vegetarians, again, will say, okay, well, I'm getting a lot of good quality protein through quinoa. You're not. Quinoa is a substitute for rice. That's it. It is not a good source of protein. And again, I looked on the package of some quinoa that I had at my house, and in one serving of quinoa, you got a whopping six grams of protein and 29 grams of carbs. So for those of you that are relying on these plant sources of protein, There's probably a good reason that you're not able to either bring down your body weight or to lose body fat, and that's because unknowingly, you are consuming a shit ton of unnecessary carbohydrates and high-calorie foods in attempt to get some protein into your diet. Again, quinoa is not a primary source of protein. It is a primary source of carbohydrate with a little residual protein in it. The other big ones that are sold under the label of high protein that can actually contain much higher levels of carbohydrate are most protein bars. So I am not a fan of protein bars. I didn't have one at home to look at to even give you a reference point in. There's a lot of reasons I don't like protein bars, mostly of which is that they're so high in calorie and you, you know, you consume this little like four inch bar And you do it on the go, so your brain doesn't even have time to register that you actually ate something. And then you've just consumed four or 500 calories. Those things are what I would call very calorically dense food and nutrient poor. So yes, most protein bars will tell that they got anywhere from seven to 14 or maybe even 21 grams of protein. But what I want you to do is I want you to flip that bar over and look at it and see what kind of carbohydrate primarily, because I guarantee you it's going to have more carbs than it does protein. And then also what kind of fat content is in there. And it's not like we're afraid of fat, but you still can overdo it calorically on foods guys. So if you're someone that's struggling with weight loss, take a look and see, are you consuming these things? Are you consuming protein bars? Because really a protein bar, in my opinion, is nothing but you fooling yourself into thinking that you're eating healthy when you're really eating the equivalent of just like maybe a slightly healthy version of a candy bar. They are so unnecessary. (laughs) Needless to say, I'm never, ever, you can quote me on it, going to produce a protein bar because I think that they're kind of a bunch of bullshit. And then another last one, and I'm just kind of naming the top ones that people ask me about. Last one that's really important here is a protein shake. So let's just start with the ones that are already pre-mixed. The pre-mixed ones... I assure you, for one, they're not a good quality source of protein and they are not a complete protein, which just simply means a complete protein is those that actually contain all the essential amino acids. And those amino acids are considered essential because they're things that you have to intake. Your body can't produce them on its own. So for one, none of the sources that I just listed out are, have all the essential amino acids in there. And those pre-mixed, Protein drinks certainly do not. And then in addition to that, for the ones that are pre-mixed, there are so many shitty ingredients in there. Turn around your like muscle milk or any of these other pre-made protein drinks and just look at the laundry list of ingredients. Protein is easy to get, guys. And if it's one little hidden ingredient in a laundry list, it isn't something that you should be consuming. And again, not to beat a dead horse, but those protein drinks are just really usually high in sugar, high in carbohydrate, comparatively speaking to the amount of protein that you're actually getting in them. And then lastly, what about the ones, those of you that are saying, okay, well, what about a protein that I make on my own? Most people are consuming a whey protein, which I just personally am not a big fan. You know, upwards of 85% of the U.S. population is lactose intolerant. So having whey protein is probably not your best option. And then secondly to that is, yeah, you're probably getting some protein in that protein shake. But my question would be, how much other stuff are you mixing in there? Because do you know that you're not adding so many fruits and vegetables that you're actually getting a higher level of carbohydrate than you are really the protein from the protein powder? So those are just some things that are big misconceptions in what are good quality sources of protein. And I'm just telling you all the things that I just listed off to you are not good sources of protein. So what are good sources of protein? Here is a really quick, easy kind of rule of thumb that I utilize in my own household and in my own diet that really makes sure that we are getting a variety of proteins mixed throughout each week. So. I usually will make two separate major proteins for the week. And I usually do them in a crock pot on a Sunday. It's a good day for me. And it'll either be a grass-fed roast or some grass-fed burger that I just make in the crock pot. And then the other one will be some kind of white meat. So the other one may look like pastured chicken. And the thing is, it's just worth pointing out that you got to make sure that you are going to the highest quality and the cleanest source for animal-based protein. That is so important. Because the way animals are raised in this country, for one, it's inhumane. And for two, they are usually kept in really poor environments and fed grains and corn and other kind of shitty feed that you then are secondarily consuming. So you want to make sure that you're looking for high, high quality, free range, pastured, grass fed animal based protein sources. Hey, so I usually will make two different proteins and then I rotate those. So let's just say the first week out of the month, I'll make a ground beef and shredded chicken breast. Easy. I do them in the crock pot so that I have them for every meal throughout the entire week. And then in the second week, I'll just shift that down. This time, my red meat may be a roast and my weight meat may be a pork tenderloin. So you kind of get the gist of it here. The best option for you to make sure that you're getting a really good variety of protein source is just to rotate them each week. And then obviously fish and seafood are great sources of protein. Very lean. Plus they are so full of omegas that are really great for you. So getting some fish or seafood into your diet is also very beneficial. The one thing that you want to make sure that you're going for there is that you're not looking for anything that is farm raised. We want to be getting fresh, not farm raised. And then eggs. Eggs are obviously a very high, good quality source of protein. But again, guys, you got to make sure, for one, that you're getting really high quality. And I don't usually like endorse any specific brands. But the things I can tell you to look for are, again, free range, pastured, Eggs are tricky, and I believe that I have a article on eggs and how to decipher all the language along eggs on my website at evfats.com. If you go to the truth, there's years and years with the blog articles that I've written on there, and I know that there is one on there regarding eggs. But as usual, always just hit me up, send me a direct message on social media, or send me an email, or better yet, even text me and ask me those questions. I'm more than happy to give you kind of some specific direction if you need further information on those. Okay. So there you have it. Good quality animal-based products are your best friend when it comes to good quality sources of protein. Remember that if you can kill it or you can catch it, it's protein. If you're trying to grow it, it's not. So hopefully that helped you out today. Here is a truth that I am going to leave you with. Protein is The building block for a healthy body, for a resilient body, for good, healthy, strong, resilient joints, and a very good lean physique. Protein is it. But make sure that you are not being caught up in the hype and in the advertising and all of the bullshit lies that the food industry is selling you in order to get you to think that buying a product is a substitute for consuming real nature-provided protein. Cool. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Hopefully this helped you out. Be sure to hit me up with any questions and we'll see you next time.